Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to mention to you that this episode of the Preacher Dad podcast is fraught with technological problems and recording errors or, or issues. Uh, there's one typographical error, so to speak, where I misspoke and called it a constitution of states instead of a convention. It's supposed to be a convention of states that I mentioned. But I just wanted to get on here first and apologize for the audio problems and just encourage you to stick in there, hang in there through those, because I think the material that is shared near the end of the episode is really worthwhile, and I hope that you'll see that. So, hunker down, hang in there, <laughs> and uh, plug your ears if you got to, and uh, we'll get through this together, okay? Appreciate y'all. Welcome to the Preacher Dad Podcast. I am the Preacher Dad. My name is Jared. I blog at PreacherDad.com. PreacherDad.com hasn't been incredibly active lately, but hey, that's where we are. You can sign up for the Preacher Dad post. You can find out um, more information about parenting, politics, preparation, lots of other stuff, probably. Haven't been on here in quite a little while quite a little while. There's uh, been quite a few things going on in my life. Our life is quite busy uh, with eight children and a, um, well, a small farm to run. I don't know what you'd call it a farm exactly, but I don't really think of it as a hobby farm. It's certainly not a hobby. <laughs> We're trying to provide for our family and be as, as self-sufficient as we can be. Um, but in the midst of all that, um, there's just a lot to be done, you know? And so sometimes podcasts get pushed back. But here I am again, and here you are, my faithful listeners. Um, <clears throat> I venture to hope that maybe some of my listeners now include people that do not have my same last name. <laughs> so, so for those of you that are not part of my family, thanks for being here. For those of you that are part of my family, well, I'm grateful for you too, but <laughs> I'm just, just being funny, just being funny. Any listener out there, I'm glad you're here. I know that the only reason you come is probably for the occasional dad joke, but that's okay because I'm still grateful that you're around. I'm still grateful. Um... I'm glad you gave me a little bit of your, maybe your drive home. Uh, maybe your drive home was longer than mine. Maybe you st stuck in a couple podcasts here on your way home. And I'm glad I, you chose the Preacher Dad podcast to be one of them. Well, here I am on my way home. And uh, one of the things that has happened since the last time we were together is the constitutional class that I was facilitating has ended. Uh, it's called Biblical Citizenship in Modern America. And it really is all about how to be a citizen that adheres to biblical principles and also understanding our opportunities and the liberty that we have as American citizens. How does that apply? And so it's all about uh, trying to learn how that works. And um, so 
that course was incredible. It was eight classes. We did it one every week on Thursday night. And I really did learn a lot. And it was really, really fun to go through it and learn about what the amendments are supposed to do, what they mean. Uh, it wasn't in-depth into the Constitution. It was more of a 30,000-foot view to kind of see sort of an overview of what's happening there in the Constitution. But it was also about the principles of liberty that have founded our nation and what the biblical foundation is for those principles. And then what can we do today? Um, and the reason, some of the reason I put off this episode is because I can't find my workbook. And I wrote down some stuff in that workbook and it was so e so much easier to talk about it with some of that information right in my hand. And so if you are going to do a biblical citizenship course, get the workbook. You need to have it because it made it so much better for me once I got that workbook. At first I was going to be like, well, I'll just try to do it without the workbook. No, folks, you got to get the workbook. It was so much better. And I now feel like I can refer back to that, uh, that handbook later. But unfortunately, I can't find it right now, which is frustrating me. But hey, that's life in a big family. Sometimes you lose stuff. And you just got to live with that. But anyway, what I did, uh, some of my main takeaways from that class are that... Our nation is really remarkable, and honestly, I began to be more proud of being an American citizen because of the fact that those men that started this nation, they talked about the fact that it could not have happened apart from a, a work of God. It had to have been the hand of providence, as they would, they would call God the Father, providence, it had to be him working in the situation that brought about so much agreement among the various parties that came up with the Constitution. The Declaration of Independence, first of all, and then the Constitution a few years later, the, the fact that they were able to do that was remarkable. So, so um, I really felt like, hey, you know, God had his hand in that. And there's also principles in our Constitution to help us come back from the state of tyranny in which we find ourselves now. The Constitution was never meant for the government to be small. Did you know that? It wasn't supposed to be a small government. It was supposed to be limited. Like, for instance, the military is a legitimate functional government. But the Constitution never intended for the military to be small. Just that the government itself be limited to certain things, and that includes the defense of our nation through military means. So yeah, the military can be big and strong and, you know, really powerful. Go get them, guys. Uh, you know? But the, go the government is not supposed to be in the realms of, say, education. The federal government should not be in the realm of education. That should be left to the states, and in many cases, straight to the county. We shouldn't have a Department of Education. We shouldn't have a Department of the Environment. Now look, I care about the environment. I care about making sure that we take good care of creation, that we're good stewards of the creation God has given us. But the federal government doesn't have a place in that, because the federal government is trying to take care of us from cradle to grave. Um, 
the, the founders intended the government of our nation, the federal government, to be limited in its scope only to the things that were specifically outlined for it in the Constitution. And everything else, everything else that was not specifically declared in the Constitution was to be left specifically to the states. And, uh, of course, that has changed over the years, but the founders gave us a way to come back. A constitution of states is a very good idea. I really believe a constitutional convention called by the states is perfectly legal. There are people trying to make it happen. I think that's one thing that we need to do. You know, I did also learn some more about how, what we can do, us regular folks, uh, can do to help our nation come back to the principles of the scriptures, come back to the Lord. And I've talked a little bit about some of those things, but I learned some more. Learned some more about, um, you know, at the end of our, uh, there's a turkey on the side of the road, just walking across, pretty easy please. Sorry, hey, you never know what you're going to find out here in the country. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Now, I was saying that I learned some more stuff about what we can do as, uh, as regular folks to help bring our country back. And I, and I really do believe it starts at the local level. For, you know, for me, it means trying to promote this Constitution class more. I think that there's incredible wealth of information and education within this constitutional course. And uh, I think that everyone in America needs to see this material, needs to understand it. And in, in, it, in some cases, it was like drinking from a fire hydrant. So I want to go through it again so I can get a better handle on it. And I think that that's one thing that we can do. It's free to sign up. It's free to get this material. You don't even have to show it to anybody else. You can just go and just watch it. Uh, but I hope that it will inspire you to invite some of your neighbors over, invite some of your friends over to watch this constitutional class with you. I'm going to ask our pastor if we can do it as a Bible study, as part of our Wednesday night Bible study, um, see if he'd be okay with that. I'm going to ask a couple other churches in our area if they would be willing and open to let this kind of material come before them and teach their people how to be biblical citizens. I'm hoping to, you know, motivate some people to get out there and vote. Look, folks, voting is a big deal. Voting is a very, very significant thing. We often say, well, you know, my vote doesn't really count. Yes, it does. Oh, man, it does. If you stop and think about the statistics about voting right now, if we could just get... Oh... I don't know what it is. I, I think I've gone through the statistics with you before, but only about 66, 65 percent, something that, 70 percent of eligible voters actually vote or actually are registered to vote. So only about 70 percent of the eligible population, you know, those over 18, those who are citizens, you have to be a citizen, you have to be over 18, a couple other things I think can never have been a felon, a convicted felon, in order to vote, then you're eligible. But of those eligible people, only about 70%, 65, 
actually are registered to vote. And so then you only have about maybe half of registered voters actually do vote. So that's 35. If it's 70%, then it's 35% of those people. Well, 35% of the entire population. So 50% of registered voters is only 35% of the entire population. Now, if you go further and you look at the fact that a lot of our recent presidential elections are pretty much split 50-50 and several other important races are often split 50-50, then that means half of 35% is 17%. 17% is not a large majority of the nation, but that is who those are the people that are deciding who our president will be, deciding maybe who your United States Senator will be, maybe deciding who your congressman will be, depending on how divided your, your district is. But 17% of the general population is not a large number, but those are the people that are deciding who the president will be. So you do not have to sway a lot of people in order to have a very significant impact upon the election. If you can convince just a handful of people, if you can convince half of your Sunday school group, if you can convince one-third of your church to go register to vote and vote according to biblical principles, you're going to have a huge impact upon your local election. That is not a small thing. and We need to make sure that we remember that voting is a very powerful way to have a very long-term lasting difference upon our nation. Um, You know, I, I also believe, and this is very significant, and here I am home now, so I have more to say, but I have got to get to do things, but I want to share this with you. The fact of the matter is, our nation has drifted away from God. And really, politics and culture follow, politics follows culture, and culture follows the church. The church, really, in our nation, is the one that is dictating culture. And the church withdrew from engaging in the culture for many, many years. And that is why, in many respects, a lot of the parts of our nation have become secular, have become worldly, and even wicked. There are some parts of our culture that are absolutely wicked. And it's because the church took a back seat. The church withdrew. And our founders, they were adamant when they said, it is, it is necessary for the nation to be a people governed by the Lord God. They said that morality and religion must, must govern the people because the government the system of government that they instituted was not designed for people who had no moral guidance or religious instruction. It was not designed for secular people. It was only going to work for people who followed God. Now stay with me here. People that follow God, that's the only way our nation continues to exist is if people follow God, if they are righteous because of the guidance of religion, uh, the guidance of the Lord God is really what they were talking about, in their hearts, that's the only way it works. 
So, because of that, and because we have drifted away from that, I believe that when people proclaim the gospel, when a, a preacher preaches a message that is centered strongly in God's Word, when people teach a discipleship class, when they open their home up to strangers or vagabonds, or when they open their home up to their neighbors and their friends and share the truth of God with them, just share the Lord. That is changing our country. That is shifting the world. That is shifting the culture. Though We should not believe, we should not accept that changing that uh, that declaring the gospel or teaching the truth or or um, spreading the word of God in whatever manner or means we feel called to do so does not matter in the culture because it does. Every one of you, if you're a pastor and you're out there proclaiming God's word in one way or another, if you're an author, and, and see, I'm, 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 I feel like a lot of us do not identify as authors or pastors. But if you're just a guy who's willing to stand up in the workplace and say, you know, I, I just, I don't believe that. Or be able to say, hey, this is the truth. I believe the truth. Or be able to put your arm around somebody who's an, admit, an admitted and open sinner and be able to say, hey, you know what? I care about you. I care about you. You don't have to embrace their sinfulness to be able to express love for them to be able to express kindness and and acceptance not approval we don't approve of wicked lifestyles but we can't accept the person and we can embrace the person and say hey I love you just the way Jesus does now Jesus loves us warts and all but he doesn't say hey those warts are okay he says hey let's let's he says Go and sin no more. He told the woman caught in adultery. He, he expressed love to her, and then he said, he expressed acceptance, and then he said, hey, but go, go and sin no more. We should not accept or approve of sin, but we can show love and acceptance to the sinners, those that feel unworthy and are looking for meaning in their life. We ought to give them meaning because we know the meaningful one, the very definition of meaning is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we proclaim his name, when we tell others about him, when we, when we donate money to some good cause, maybe your local pregnancy center, maybe you go volunteer at the pregnancy center, maybe you teach a Sunday school class, maybe you give money to, the, uh, to foreign missions, maybe God is calling you to be a missionary. Listen, let me tell you something. Those things make a difference. Those things make a difference in our society, in our culture. They bring us back. You don't have to run for office to make a difference in our society. So anyway, I, 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 there's a whole lot of things I have to say, but that's, that's what I got for you today. And, you know, we need to be a people that are about God's Word and about His ways. And I became, as I listened to the things that they shared in this constitutional class, I became much more bold and courageous about being a Christian, about being a light in our society, in our culture. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to say homosexuality is sinful. I'm not ashamed to say 
there's only two genders. Bio, I mean, that, that should be not even a debate, but it is. Now, why it is, is another episode for another podcast. But I'm telling you, I'm not ashamed to say Jesus is the way. I'm not ashamed to declare that Jesus loves people. He loves people even that are ugly, wicked sinners. He loves them. And we ought to also. And we have the way. I, I, don't, just, I don't just know a way. I know the way. The only way to be saved from hell is Jesus Christ. There is a real hell, and we need to avoid it. And the only way to avoid it is to come to Jesus Christ. And I will also say that that kind of thinking and that kind of idea is the only way that our nation will return from tyranny to liberty. We cannot come away from the precipice of absolute utter destruction without returning to God's principles and His truth. We have to return to the way of God, to the way of the Scriptures. It can't just be whatever we feel is true. It has to be what is actually true, what is in the Bible. That is what is true, and that is the only way for us to return to, to liberty, for the principles of freedom. You know, in order for us to be alive, we need to know the one who is life. In order for us to have truth, to proclaim truth, we need to know the one who is truth. In order for us to come back from tyranny to liberty, we need to know the way. And the way is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. That is the way back. We must come to him to find the way back. And I'm not ashamed to say that because I believe now, very more firmly than ever I did before, that the founders understood that to be true. Even those who, quote-unquote, were not that religious, like Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin, even those guys knew and stated, they wrote it down. It's, it's written down. It's written down. They said, we've got to be religious if we're going to survive. We won't last if we don't have the Lord Jesus Christ guiding and leading us. All right, well, that's all I got for you today. Going to have to go. I got little ones looking at me, wanting me to get out and say hello. So I'm going to do that. Listen, God bless you. Go home and give your babies some loving. And if you don't got no babies, go home and pray for them babies. And God bless you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.